everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. Because it is episode 50 of my podcast, which I feel like is a huge fucking deal and I'm quite excited about, um, I thought I'd just sort of really change things around this week and do a very waffly kind of um, squee excited filled episode um, because, you know, why not? <laughs> um, so I thought what I'd do is talk about favorite characters and obviously you know, this podcast is being recorded June 2020. So I'm only talking about dramas I've seen up until then. And also, you know, I'm, I'm still well delving into my backlist. Like I'm constantly watching old dramas all the time, um, not just new ones and the latest thing. Um, so because of that, obviously I'm going to miss out on heaps of characters. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if I haven't seen it, then they can't be a favorite character. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious anyway. I probably didn't need to like put that in the fine print. But anyway, so I'm just going to just talk a bunch about a bunch of different characters that I really love, um, you know, heroes and heroines, and kind of just talk about why I really like them. Because to be honest, as a writer, I find that really interesting and it's a weird thing that um, I guess since starting this podcast, I've come to understand my own personal taste a lot more, which I think is really, really interesting because I think I used to be like, you know, I love this and therefore it's great. When I was talking about dramas, you know, I'd be like, this drama's amazing and I love it. Whereas now I can be more like, this drama very specifically suited my personal taste and I can see exactly why I like say a certain character um particularly like I'm going to admit it when it comes to like heroes in dramas like male lead characters I have very very particular kind of types that I like and that's to do with writing you know that's the way that those characters are written suits me specifically um and it's like Oh, it's interesting because I think with the female, like with the heroines um, and female characters that I really like, um, in a lot of ways, they're much more, um, I want to say eclectic, like very different types of characters, different types of personalities. Um, and I really like like more, a more diverse array of people, I suppose, in terms of the characters. But when it comes to the male leads in K-dramas, um, and I don't know, maybe a lot of, uh, 
you know, maybe a lot of other K-drama watchers have this kind of thing where you build up the exact right, you know, fantasy hero for you. I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, basically, if I'm being honest, if it's a modern drama, I love the kind of um, it, like underdog, <laughs> poverty stricken tragedy boys, like I don't know why, I just do. <laughs> I really don't like rich chaebols and I don't like CEOs. I just like the poor kind of tragic boys. Really weird. Um, not in real life. Um, you know, I just like nice people in real life. But in dramas, you know, a bit of tragedy, a bit of difficulty, some complicated shit. I'm cool. I'm, I'm up for that. Um, so and then the other thing I like in my K-drama heroes is fucking historical dudes. Apparently, that's my thing. I feel like that one's less of a surprise though, right? Because I do write historical fiction and clearly I'm into that kind of stuff. So I feel like I feel like that makes sense. So anyway, I feel I don't want this episode to get crazy long. So I feel like I should just fucking get on with it. Um, so I'm just going to start, I guess, just going through some favorite characters. Um, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. All right, let's get started. All right, so I'm going to start off with one of my favorite characters, and I'm going to point out straight away that this is in no particular order. This is definitely not like there's no counting down. I just like all of these these characters, and I couldn't even pick a favorite out of them. If I tried, and I'm not going to try because that sounds boring. Um, so I'm going to start off um, with a character, the main male lead character in the Korean drama called Faith, uh, which is also known as The Great Doctor. So The Great Doctor or Faith uh, is a 24-episode drama, and it came out fucking hell back in 2012. I cannot believe that. That's a very long time ago. Um, so I haven't covered this drama on the podcast before. Um, I watched it when it came out. I watched it multiple times after it came out. Fucking loved it. Um, but I, I feel like I'm due for a rewatch. So I don't want to talk about it on the drama till I kind of rewatch it a bit. Anyway, one of my favorite characters of all time is the character Choi Young or Taeyang. So General Taeyang, played by the actor Lee Min Ho, who, as everyone knows, is super, super famous. Um, he's so good in this, but I guess we're talking about act, um, the characters themselves. So I think Choi Young is a really interesting character. Like he's a real person in history, um, which I won't go into that whole backstory in this because I'm just going to keep this really short. But basically he's from the Goyo era in Korea. He walks around in loads of armor. He's, you know, like a king's guard who has at different times been an assassin. He has a totally tragic past and he's just like super quiet like really reserved and quiet and I really like the way the character like he's not like a big emoter I suppose like it's he's not like a real blustery type which I think is kind of nice for for a male lead sometimes like he's just uh kind of quiet and deadly and very good at everything he does but at the same time this show does have a little bit of comedy particularly you know at the start um because it does have a time travel element and there is nothing more fun than seeing like a really dead serious but also clueless kind of badass assassin dude from the past turning up into modern soul or, you know, 2012 Seoul in Gangnam District and trying to abduct a plastic surgeon from a hospital. Um, 
it's really good. And I think I really, really liked the character journey that Choi Young goes on in this drama because basically at the beginning he is like, it's a, he, you know, it's pretty tragic. He has this really, really tragic backstory. So he's a very broken person. He's really cut off um, and he sort of isolated himself in terms of, I guess, feeling anything about the world or other people. And it's really, in a lot of ways, um, for an epic, you know, really high action sort of drama, it's a healing romance, I suppose. Like really through falling in love, he is able to open his heart again after, you know, experiencing unbelievable hurt and he's able to, you know, find a reason to exist. And it's a really lovely thing to watch this character slowly come back to life over the course of the drama. Um, it's also a very romantic drama, so, you know, like there's a lot of, um, and you know, Lee Minho is really good at staring at someone with a lot of love in his eyes. It's very swoony. So like, I guess the character for being very reserved and not kind of showing a lot of emotion, um, because Lee Minho is such a good actor. I feel like he gets so much across with so little. And there's this lovely, kind of reservedness about the character while as a viewer you still completely understand all these emotions that are going on inside him um so I really 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 like Choi Young um I hope I'll talk about the drama properly as a whole in the future um because it's definitely on my list for a rewatch so I think that's all I'll say um if you haven't checked out this drama or checked out the character Choi Young I think you definitely should I, th- I think this drama gets a lot of slack um some people think it's crap, but it also has a huge fan base and I think it's excellent. I love it. It's good fun. Okay, so my next one might seem like a really weird choice for a favourite character because it's not like this drama was my favourite drama or even that this drama is a standout drama in terms of dramas. Like It's like a lot of different dramas. Um, so I'm talking about Bring It On Ghost or Let's Fight Ghost. I love the character Kim Hyun-ji played by the actress Kim So-hyun in this drama. I think she is wonderful. Um as a character, I really do. And I don't think this drama is particularly, like, I do really, really love it, but I don't think it's anything like crazy special or, uh, you know, it's, for me, it's like a comfort drama. It's something that I watch to feel good because it's a nice little cute, positive, fun kind of supernatural thing, but it's certainly not epic. It's not the kind of thing that's going to make your heart ache and, or you swoon or anything like that. Um, and yet, I come back to this character of Kim Hyunji a lot. And yeah, she's like, she's really bright and cute. And she's got this kind of like high maintenance streak that I, for some reason, really like. Um, I don't know what it is really about her, but I just find her so refreshing and also just really adorable. Um, I think, I think I wonder if it's something to do with like, she seems like such a cool girl. Like she seems like the kind of girl that I would like to be friends with, but at the same time, maybe also have some aspects of that personality, like in terms of, 
I think a lot of the times this confidence that she sort of exudes about herself and um, the way that she presents herself to the world, I suppose, I feel like she has this, yeah, I guess that's what it is, maybe this core of confidence about her. And she is so bright and outgoing and bubbly and just charming. But yeah, I I fucking loved her. I really, really did. I thought she was wonderful. I don't really know what else to say about it because it's not like, she, obviously she has her dark secrets. Um, well, not really. She doesn't know what her dark secrets are. She's trying to find out what they are during the drama. But I think it's really interesting to write maybe kind of an outgoing, confident, bubbly, cheerful character who, you know, isn't just that, who isn't flat, who somehow still feels like a really well-rounded character. Um, And probably as a writer, I would like to examine that more to fully understand how to do it. Because I know sometimes, you know, when I write stories myself, it is a lot easier to write someone you know, I guess dark and tragic and complicated and someone who maybe isn't always you know, completely really nice to everyone. But writing just a character that is kind and nice is hard. Isn't that weird? It's weird now that I'm saying it and thinking about it. Um, for instance, I have started drafting um, in my Promise series uh, with, with each book being about a different woman, a different Gisang and her own story. I've started drafting book three. And that is about a character that is you know, she's nice. Everyone just thinks she's the nice one. She's the cheerful one. And I guess I'm having trouble with balancing her being nice and kind to her having a character arc and her being an interesting person to read about. Um, So I might have to think a little bit more deeply on the character of Kim Hyun-ji from Let's Fight Ghost and figure out what exactly it is that I like so much about her and what makes her tick. I think from a writing perspective, that would be really, really helpful for me. So I'm really glad I had this conversation with you all now that I'm thinking about it. I'm going to go write down a note to go and um, to look at that again in the future. Um, So I think that's all I'll say about Kim Hyun-ji from Let's Fight Ghost. Um, but I really, really liked her. I, th- I think that that's some clever writing um, now that I'm thinking about it. So I'm going to go and examine that further. <laughs> Next up for me is the character Yi Gang Du, played by the actor Lee Jun Ho from the drama Just Between Lovers. So I have talked about this uh, 2000. 17 melodrama romance drama um extensively on this show i think i've talked about it too much um but igang du is a character that like my gosh he crawled beneath my skin he crawled into my heart i was obsessed i still am like i still listen to the soundtrack and just feel the emotions and this is really where my love of tragic broken dudes um that are really fucked up and poverty stricken and um really sad (laughs) comes in why do I like that I don't know I guess it's just a trope thing that I do like but Yi Gang Du is 
Yeah. I mean, it's so tragic. You know, he's a character that's undergone extreme trauma and has never been able to get over it. He's also, you know, a severe, I guess, underdog in life, as in he doesn't have parents looking after him. He's the one who has responsibility for younger sister. Um, and one thing I really like about Yi Gang Du, and it's not like this is a healthy thing. I like it in terms of character and character development and growth, but he hates everything like he's such an angry guy everything you know he he hates himself most of all and he hates the world and he doesn't think he's worth anything at all and I think it's such an interesting character development journey to take somebody who truly believes they are worth less than nothing and then make them fall in love with someone who is you know, I guess a good person, a good kind of normal person. And then how does that, you know, ruined guy, I guess, step up to that? You know, how does he change and grow to feel like he deserves that love? And frankly, you know, because it's a melodrama, it isn't easy. It isn't easy for Gung Du to, you know, kind of grow and change and become a different kind of person. Um, but I really liked his whole character development like he's at the start of the of this drama just between lovers he's at a point where he wouldn't care if he died on the street like he's running around picking fights he's looking for pain physical pain I guess because at least it's some sort of feeling and you know by the end of it you feel like he could live a life with the woman he loves and be something you know that's worth his place and space in the world and I mean, in terms of writing and character development, like that is some journey to be taken on. I thought it was really cool. So I think Igang Du is definitely one of my favorite characters. Um, I really, really loved his whole character journey. It was so heartbreaking and moving. Next on my list is the character Go Doc Me, played by the actress Park Shin Ae, uh, from Flower Boy Next Door, the drama that came out in 2013. Um, this one's kind of a hard one for me because actually I absolutely adore the male lead character in this too, uh, played by Yoon Shi Yoon um, and Riki Gum. And as a male lead character, he's very different from everyone else on my list. So I'm very tempted to put him on, but I've decided to focus on Godok Me um, in terms of my favorite characters. Because when I really, really think about it, she is a heroine character that really, really kind of got beneath my skin. Um, I really, really love her. And I think she's such an interesting kind of heroine to base a drama around. For one thing, when she is in a room with other people, she barely speaks. And there is internal monologue so that you understand where she's at in this story. But, you know, she's pretty quiet. Like she's she doesn't say a lot and she doesn't have, you know, all this kind of banter and interaction, particularly at the start of the drama. And yet as a watcher, you know, I think the writers work really hard. So you really understand who she is and you really, really care about her, even though, you know, maybe from an, like if someone was just passing by and watching you watch this drama, they'd think, oh, who is that kind of dour girl who just walks around and never smiles and just looks upset all the time and never does anything except sit in her room. And yet 
she is such a compelling character. Um, so Go Doc Me in Flower Boy Next Door is a girl who has, I guess, undergone a like a social situation, bullying situation in high school. So like a social trauma, I suppose. Um, And it has really, really destroyed her self-confidence, her ability to speak up for herself, her ability to even fucking leave the house. And I think the way the drama builds um, these, you know, how big small things are to go dock me like, you really understand what it means when everyone in her building is like, hey, come come to this like um, bloody, what are they, <laughs> protest thing that they all have to do. I don't know. Everyone in the building's protesting something and she kind of gets pressured to go. And like as a watcher, you understand what a big deal that is for her to be brave enough to go there and how difficult it is for her to talk to anyone. And therefore, you know, her character development in this drama from being being someone who is so like closed off to anything and anyone but is also desperately lonely and really wants to connect but is you know unable I suppose to even let herself want it I suppose um seeing her change and bloom and grow into a person that is happy is such a moving experience and so cleverly done, um, particularly in a drama as wacky and funny and cute and light as this one. Like this is a total silly rom-com and yet the emotions in this drama run so deep and I think that that is so clever. And I think part of that is, you know, it's Godokmi's character of being this really broken, very lonely, sad girl at the center of this mad, wacky rom-com. Like, how does that work? But it does. And she's an unbelievably compelling character um, and so likable. Like, I really, really love her. Um, and, you know, you're really cheering her on throughout this story. So I, I think she is a fantastic character. I really, really love Go Doc Me from Flower Boy Next Door. So this one's a bit different because um, <laughs> basically another drama I've, I've waxed on about on the podcast before a lot, uh, Save Me or Rescue Me, 16 episode, 2017 drama, uh, like psychological creepy drama, I guess, um, basically about a cult. Uh, I've done a whole episode on it. It's fucking fantastic. One of the best dramas ever, but uh, one of my favorite characters of all time, and now we're harking back to poverty-stricken tragic boy, um, is Dong Cho. So he's the second male lead in this drama, um, played by the actor Udo Hwan, who I think anyone who's listened to me before knows I love him. He is fantastic. So this drama, though, I really, really loved the character of Dong Chol. I think he'd be one of my favorite characters, but I also really loved the female lead, Sung Mi, um, played by the actress So Ye Ji, um, who is amazing in this. I really loved them both. So Dong Chol, I know <laughs> I loved because probably like a little bit of personal taste stuff. Like, um, I think I can admit that it's the kind of character that is just straight away designed to break my heart. I suppose I'm sure that was the same for a lot of viewers, but you know, we're talking about a young guy who 
has no family support other than his grandmother. Um, everyone treats him like shit because he's poor. Um, he does the right thing. He helps out in a terrible situation and ends up getting sent to jail because of it. Comes out of jail. His grandma's dead. He's got no money. He's got nowhere he can work because he's got a police record. He ends up working in like a dive bar cleaning floors. And I mean, that's all really sad and tragic. Um, and also, you know, he's played by Udo Hahn, so I'm sure that had something to do with it. So I totally loved Dong Chol. Um, like, it was a total standout for me in this drama. But I think that my love of the main character, um, Sung Mi, is like even different again. Like, I mean, I love that actress so much. Um, I'm very excited to see that she's got a cool upcoming project. But anyway, um, she's really good in this. But I think her character of Sungmi really is such an interesting and like fierce, strong kind of female lead character, but in a way that I really like. Um, and I've talked about that on the drama a lot, uh, on the podcast, sorry, in the past a lot. Um, you know, as much as I love kick-ass girls, I also like female leads that are strong in different ways. And I think Sungmi must be one of the strongest characters Ever, you know, in terms of what she is capable of enduring and still being true to herself and still being herself and still not lo basically losing her fucking mind because she really has to go through a lot of trauma in this drama. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I guess I found her unbelievably strong and impressive and, you know, tragedy after tragedy is thrown at this girl and she's still like able to hold her head up high. Um, and I just found that unbelievably impressive. And you know, I really loved Dong Chol in this drama and I, you know, I did hope for a romance and all that kind of stuff, but it's also a drama where, you know, even if he hadn't been in it and none of that stuff had been in it, I would have watched this to the end to find out if Sung Mi was able to survive and live a good positive life. You know, I was desperate for her to get out of that horrible situation. Um, so I really, really like her and I just really like the way her character is written. You know, she's not I guess, really kind of outgoing, um, you know, because she's just in this horrible situation all the time. So it's not like she's a chatterbox or like, you know, really bubbly or anything. She's very reserved and very quiet and just very internalized as she deals with, you know, her terrible situation and tragedies. And I, I think that the writers are still able to really make you feel so much empathy for her and understand her and care about her. And even though she can't really do much in the drama because of her situation, you never feel like she's a passive heroine just to be saved. You feel like she's so strong and fierce to just still be standing up and surviving. Um, and I really, really love that writing. I loved her character in this. Um, so that was Sung Mi and Dong Chol. Um, and I loved all the other characters in this too, but you know, they're both absolute standouts for me in Save Me. What a fantastic drama. Next up is Gu Dongmei from the K-drama Mr. Sunshine that came out in 2018. This drama is still so raw to me, even though, you know, it's been a little while since I watched it. And by a little while, I mean like, you know, 
a couple weeks. <laughs> um, it hurts my heart just to see the posters. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to me too. Like, I guess a lot of my favorite characters in K-dramas have been my favorite characters for a long time, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, from like right the beginning of when I was watching K-dramas, like um, Choi Young and Faith and some of the other ones I'm going to talk about, you know, these are dramas that have been close to my heart for a really, really long time and characters that I've loved for many, many years. Um, and it's very exciting to have kind of like new entries, like more recent favorite characters that kind of um, come on board, I suppose, and like really make you sit up and take notice and care, like really care. Um, and I guess that's the thing. Gudong Mei, again, I know that there's a level of bias and personal taste here. Like I love badass historical like dudes. I love all that kind of like, you know, cool murdery stuff should I say that I do I love it um and on top of that Gudong Mei is also tragic he has an unrequited you know love which you know immediately is going to get me dudes that pine silently and burn silently for for their lovely ladies like I can't go past that that always gets me in the heartstrings every single time um and I, but I think, you know, as much as I say, like all those things are just their, their immediate ingredients to make me love a character. I think that Gudong Mei is a little bit more interesting and complex than that as well um, in the way that he's written and I think performed as well. Like such a good character. And I can't believe what a huge impression I think this character has really made you know it's so exciting to find new k-drama characters that make me feel so I guess emotional like really really impact you emotionally like I can't even look at you know stills from this drama and Gudong Mei without like wanting to tear up there's like a song from the soundtrack if I listen to it it's like his death scene and I'm just like oh no I can't handle it so I still feel really really strongly about it but I think you know eventually I guess those real raw kind of visceral emotions will wear off because of time um but I don't think my love for this character and the way it's written and just the complex kind of walk that Dongmei does between being a good guy and being a bad guy. Um, I find that very, very compelling. And I suppose, you know, I suppose with a lot of the other um, kind of maybe K-drama heroes that I like, a lot of the other ones are kind of maybe more predominantly just good, like good dudes. Like Choi Young is a good guy um, from Faith. You know, Lee Gang Du is probably walks the line a little bit, but he's self-destructive. He's not really trying to fuck other people up. Um, but Dong Mei is destructive in all levels. Like he's a scary guy, and I found that really interesting. I found it interesting how you can feel like he's still good, like he's still, you know, he's not a hero, but he's someone to cheer for. But at the same time you know, you wouldn't really want to meet him in real life. Like you wouldn't want to get caught up with him in real life. Like he's scary. So I just really, really liked those shades, I suppose, and those complexities in the way that this character is written. And I think, um, you know, he's a side character in this drama, but for me just carries so much weight in how I feel about this whole show. And, you know, it's a fantastic show all around. Um, 
So yeah, Gu Dongmei is definitely one of my favorite characters um, since watching this show. I just think he's fucking great. Yes, I do. <laughs> I guess that's all I'll say on that since it's been so recent since I like harped on about him for like a million hours on um, my Mr. Sunshine podcast discussion. So that's it. But I love Dongmei. Please know that. So this is another sort of joint one for me. So I watched A Rung in the Magistrate, which is a 2012 drama, and I really, as characters, love both the leads in this drama. I love them together in a romantic sense, but they actually have, uh, for a lot of this drama, they're both kind of on very different missions, and I really love them as separate characters with separate goals and doing whatever they're doing in the drama. Um, I found them both really compelling. So we've got um, Arung I'll talk about first. So Arung is played by the actress Shin Mina. Um, maybe I have a thing for ghost girls. I don't know. <laughs> this is the second one on, on the list. Um, Arung is great. I think that I have to admit, I think this drama suffers a little bit in the end where Arung does lose some of her kind of agency in, in doing stuff. And she starts becoming a little bit more damselly in distress. But for about three quarters of this drama, she is the coolest kick-ass heroine ever. Like she's such a good character. Um, she just won't take shit from anybody. And she's just very, I guess, clever, but also so strong and so brave and so courageous. And she, you know, she's a ghost who doesn't know how she died or who she is. And what she is willing to sacrifice to kind of find the truth, I find very, very, it's a compelling story, but very, um, just courageous, like weirdly inspiring. Does that sound strange? Like I'm not a ghost that wants to discover my past or anything. <laughs> I'm not inspired to do that, but somehow I did find it inspiring that it's like she makes these decisions and she really stands up to authority, I suppose, in this drama. And I'm talking about like multiple gods <laughs> she's just like no when they try and tell her that she needs to die and she bargains with them and she gambles everything and yeah I guess inspiring is kind of a word I'd, I'd put to Arang like um I also really like the way she interacts with other characters and that brings me to the male lead in this drama, Uno or the magistrate played by Lee Jun-ki, who again, an actor I really, really like. Um, I think it's an interesting one because he is not immediately likable, I think, as a character in this drama. And I think it's something that really, really grew on me. Like I immediately liked Arang because she's so you know, courageous and cool. Cool is such a good word to describe Arang. She's like the girl you kind of wish you could be, I think. <laughs> She's just awesome. But um, Uno as a hero is a little bit more, I guess I want to say typical in terms of a lot of male leads in some ways. Um, and he kind of has shades of that more tropey male lead character that actually I don't really have, oh, I have a little bit of that on my list of favorite characters, I suppose, but you know, these kind of upper class, richer guys who, um, are very, 
you know, they know they're good looking. They know they're great. They know they're rich. They know everyone should bow down to them and they treat people accordingly. Arrogant is the word I was looking for. I could have just said arrogant instead of saying all those other things. So Uno, at the start of this drama, he's a bit arrogant and, you know, he thinks he's pretty great. And also he's not that great. But as the drama progresses, I think... um, there's just this deepening of emotions, particularly in Uno from being this very arrogant surface dude who, you know, orders around his manservant or, you know, slave. Let's not talk about the fact that he has a slave. Um, and, you know, just this, he's, he's a bit douchey at the start. And I think he really changes, you know, he's on this mission to find his mother who has disappeared years earlier. And he has a lot of kind of complex emotions I guess around his mother and there's like all these scenes where he's investigating stuff in the mountains and like digging up graves in the mountains and it's so I don't know like he's very driven I suppose and it is a personal mystery that he's solving but I also liked that when he finally does sort of agree to be the magistrate he really eventually steps up And he does it not just for himself and his own personal mission, but for everybody. And he really starts to step up to be the right kind of magistrate that this little backwater village really needs. And he starts trying to protect people and do the right thing. And I guess um, little by little, I suppose, you start seeing a different side of him. And he has a lot of empathy. And then, of course, once he falls in love and the emotions really, really deepen. I just think he becomes such a compelling character. Um, And I really, really liked his character growth. I think it's an interesting one because I'm not sure if it's, you know, like proper character growth, as in he's very different at the end from how he was at the start. I'm like, I feel like Uno had all those capacity for deep emotion and love and empathy from the beginning, but I feel like he was very purposely pretending to be almost a different kind of person to that. Like he, he had made a decision not to care about things, but I think all those elements of his personality were there underneath that surface. Um, and I really liked, I really liked that. I think that's really clever writing. And I really liked seeing those elements come out as the drama progresses. Um, so I really love this drama a lot. <laughs> um, and Uno and Arang are both um, favorite characters of mine for sure. So that's all I'll say about Arang and the Magistrate and Uno and Arang. Next for me is the character Park Yu from the, goodness, when did it come out? 2009 Korean drama, Tamara the Island. Uh, This Korean drama will forever be one of my favorites and Park Yu will forever be one of my absolute favorite male lead hero characters ever. Um, To the point where I have to admit that in my book, Promise Season, probably a fair bit of the male lead in that was inspired by Park Yu and Park Yu's character journey, I would think. Um, I really, really like his kind of character journey and growth throughout this drama. I think it's pretty classic K-drama style um, character journey, if I'm honest. Like, 
um, kind of like the magistrate from a rung. Um, you know, Park Yu is a really high class noble or a lot higher class actually. So he's really like, you know, a top notch, amazing dude from Seoul during the Joseon dynasty. And he's, you know, kind of been handpicked by the king. He's first in all his exams and he's amazing at martial arts and he's unbelievably clever and everyone thinks he's really handsome. And, um, <laughs> what happens is the king handpicks him for a special mission to go out to Tamara Island, which is basically, you know, a backwater little place, um, or back then where people were getting exiled all the time. And he has to pretend to be exiled, like an exiled noble who has to go stay in, you know, a little peasant village, um, because apparently he's been sexually harassing women, which, you know, we find out during the drama is absolutely not true. And he's actually this amazing, awesome person. But of course, if you are told every day of your entire life that you are amazing and awesome and better than everyone else, you turn into an absolute douche. So, you know, park you at the start of this drama in that very classic K-drama-y way, um, you know, he's a complete douche. He thinks he's better than everyone. But what is so much fun is he ends up in this village, which has a very different kind of societal structure to the rest of Joseon with a whole bunch of people who do not care about Seoul or Hanyang. They don't care about, you know, people in authority, like authority positions. And they think that he's a stupid idiot who's been sexually harassing women. So they all treat him accordingly. And seeing seeing Park Yu wake up to the fact that peasant people are people and they feel emotion and they have hardship and I loved it so much it's so like slow burn in the way that he changes so fundamentally and I also love like I think the romance in this drama is fucking top notch it's so slow burn and good and moving and agonizingly unrequited um, for Park Yu but I really like that his transformation into a different kind of person doesn't come only from the romance like he really builds the very strong relationships with a lot of the villagers on Tamra Island and you know I, I think is really moved and changed by these people's plight as a whole not just the fact that he falls in love with the female lead Bojin um, and I also really love I guess the romance with Bojin which is so because it's bickering and they hate each other at the start they begin to be friends and then they begin to trust each other and respect each other. Um, and I really liked, I guess, that, you know, the romance is swoony, but I like that it's built on this kind of really solid foundation of friendship instead of just star-crossed swoony lover kind of stuff. Like by the time Park Yu is realizing he's in love with Bojin, you're like, yeah, he knows her. He knows what she's about. He knows her weaknesses. He knows, you know, he's seen her at her worst and her best. And it's really, really, really moving. Um, and then I think, you know, the drama, as Park Yu changes into a very different kind of person, he gets called back to Hanyang and has to try and slot back into his old life. But of course, you know, he isn't the same arrogant douchebag that he was at the start of the drama and he doesn't fit anymore. And it's, again, it's 
really interesting to to kind of watch that section of the drama and see him not being out of fit, but also seeing him in his home environment where everyone does think he's awesome and where he's really capable and cool and great at doing everything that he has to do in terms of investigating and being awesome and stuff like that. Like in terms of character, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Park Yu is probably like I'm talking about a lot of characters that I really, really love, but I wonder if Parky might just be that little step ahead of all of the rest. That's crazy. Um, I don't think I want to make that call, but I guess Parky is very special to my heart. And one of the really early dramas that I watched, I mean, I've seen this drama so many times since then. So, and my, the last time I watched it was probably only maybe over a year ago if that <laughs> I don't know um so it's great and I think it still holds up now even though again um so I have done a whole podcast episode on this drama um early on in my show if you want to listen but I will just say again like the start of this drama is horrendous it's the worst thing you will ever see like there are poo jokes so you're hearing me talk about all this epic character development as like swoony unrequited romance agonizing slow burn but what you're going to get in the first episode is a blonde Frenchman pretending to be English and like a lot of poo jokes so I can see why not everyone like stuck with this show, but I feel like if you stick with it, it is one of the most special hidden gems in K-drama land of all time is what I think anyway. <laughs> but I might be biased because Park Yu is one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> so that was uh, uh, enough from me from um, about Park Yu from Tamra the Island. So another of my favorite characters is from Dream High, the 2011 kind of youth drama. It's really, I'm going to admit it, like it's really old and creaky, very low production values when I think about it now. Um, but it has a very, very special place in my heart because it's the very first Korean drama that I ever watched. And it is literally <laughs> the reason that I am who I am today, I suppose. It hooked me really intensely. Um, you know, I do have a major love for high school dramas. I just do. I really enjoy them. And this one is, you know, just a whole bunch of teens singing in a high school, basically, and then dancing a bit and falling in and out of love and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, the character that I really love in this is Gohemi, played by the actress Susie. I feel like she got a lot of slack for this role because, you know, maybe she wasn't, um, you know, maybe she isn't. I actually think she's a guy. I, I like her. I'm not going to say anything mean about Susie. I think she's very charming and beautiful. Um, and I really, really liked her in this role. Um, you know, there's a lot of jokes, robot Hamy and, you know, her lack of emoting in the drama. I think it it's all perfect to me. I loved every bit of it. Um, and I think she's an interesting character because she's an utter meanie. She's not really very nice to other people at all. She's snotty and snooty and haughty and she thinks she's, you know, fantastic. I mean, at singing, which she is, obviously. But, you know, she doesn't have a lot of empathy for other people who maybe aren't as talented as she is. Um, it's quite snobby about, you know, music and that kind of stuff. But somehow 
she's utterly charming and endearing at the same time. Like, even though she's constantly mean to everyone and mean to the boys, you know, that like her, it's not one of those dramas where you're like, but why do they like her? Like, why do these guys even like her if she's so mean? This is like the drama where she's mean all the time, but you're like, oh, I get it. I get why these boys like her. She's, there's just something about her that is endearingly charming, even as she's being so snotty. And I think... I kind of feel like maybe it's because she also is quite embarrassing. Like she embarrasses herself. She really does make a lot of mistakes and she has a lot of flaws. So it's not like she's one of these two perfect, arrogant characters who's so perfect and arrogant about being perfect. Like Gohemi is a complete mess. <laughs> she just kind of brushes it up and acts like she's fantastic or something. I don't even know what it is. Um, but I really, really love her. It's been a while since I've watched this drama, I have to admit, but I have watched it multiple times back then. And I think I'd really like to see it again, even like, but it is, um, it was interesting. So, you know, I, I'm still sort of like, I guess I'm less of a lone obsessive fan nowadays since I started this podcast. Like I have K-drama friends now, like people that I converse with um, via email or social media about Korean dramas. And I was talking to my K-drama friend, Charlotte, um, who she was talking about, because I think she's a bit newer into discovering K-dramas. So, you know, to go back to these really old ones, she mentioned that the production values and like that kind of stuff, it's some of them are really, really low, I suppose. And you can really tell the really old dramas as opposed to the newer ones that have a certain shine to them. They're very sleek and good and, you know, they look good, a bit more like atmospheric and immersive. And I think I'd never thought of it before, but I really feel like that is so true. Like something like Dream High, I wonder as a modern K-drama viewer who's just starting to watch K-dramas, say now or last year or whatever, could you really go back and watch dream high and get immersed into those like emotions I don't know you know I watched it a long time ago for the first time I have so much love in my heart built up for it so I feel like yeah I could do that I could go back and rewatch it um but I wonder if you don't have those feelings attached to it if it would be a bit hard to watch all these characters um kind of you know, it's the kind of drama when they go up the stairs, you hear the stairs creak because they've been really cheaply made. Like it's not, yeah, there's just, it doesn't have a lot of atmosphere, even though it's, you know, lovely. Um, it's also very cheesy, but it's also lovely. So yeah, I do, I do wonder about that. I'm not sure if Dream High would be for new K-drama viewers or not, like if they would love it. I don't know. Um, and sometimes I do wonder that about a lot of, you know, a lot of my favorite K-dramas are dramas that I watched for the first time a really long time ago, you know, like I said, I'm coming up to, or basically now 10 years of K-drama viewing. Like I cannot believe it. It's really changed my life. It's unbelievable. I've started waffling now, so I'm going to stop talking. Uh, so that's all I'll say about Gohemi and Dream High. Okay, so now we're back into the historicals. I don't think this this one's going to surprise anyone. It's a, another newer addition to my favorite characters list. Um, so this is from the drama My Country, The New Age, a 16-episode drama historical that came out in 2019 about the birth of the Joseon dynasty and the end of the Goyo uh, period. So... 
<laughs> I feel like um I feel like everyone knows what I'm gonna say. Um, but Son Ho played by Udo Hwan, one of my favorite actors ever. Um, but it's not just because Udo Hwan is playing this character that made me like this character. And I feel like this show for me is practically perfect it's not perfect completely like the romance didn't kind of it didn't make me swoon it didn't grab my heart but realistically for me the whole drama centers around this friendship between these two young guys and I find their friendship is almost like basically it's the romance of the drama like um they should have just fallen in love with each other and got it over with it's such a like it's just an incredibly written relationship um and the destructiveness of the relationship and how it all ends is so heartbreaking but I have to kind of lean towards Sono as a character Nam Sono in this drama because again, with I guess what I find quite interesting about the character Gu Dong Mei from Mr. Sunshine is that walking the line between being a good person and being a bad person. And I think Sono really does. And I think that it's done in this really fantastic, realistic way. Like while I guess Gu Dong Mei is just destructive because he has nothing to live for and the only thing that he wants to live for doesn't care if he exists or not. So he lashes out at her as well. Nam Sono has a very different reason for kind of choosing the bad road sometimes. And it's this push and pull between someone he loves, who is his best friend, who is this eternally good person, and Sono's dad, who he's desperate for affection from like he's desperate for his dad to acknowledge him to respect him to compliment him and basically to love him but at the same time Sono has been hurt and wounded by his dad so many times over the years that he's so poisoned I guess by that experience that he also loathes his dad as well so he makes these decisions you know, that sometimes, well, quite a lot, really impact his friendship in a negative way because he's trying to please his dad. So it's just like he's constantly in this awful situation between between these things that as much as he hates his dad, he loves him too. You know, it's his dad. He's so desperate for this kind of relationship to be different to what it is. So it's just such an interesting thing. While Gudong Mei is destructive, I think because of lack of love in his life. Nam Sono is destructive because the two things that he loves or the two people that he loves are kind of at opposite ends of a struggle and he's just caught in the middle and constantly having to sacrifice one or the other and compromise himself and it turns him destructive, I guess, not necessarily, I mean, towards himself, but also towards them. You know, he starts kind of feeling like he doesn't care, which of course he does. You know, he never stops caring about his best friend, Sohui, ever. Um, but it, I think it's a really well-written sort of disintegration of a person in a way to seeing him at the start of the drama where he's so I mean he has his problems at home with his dad but he's so wholesome and happy and he has this friendship that has created a place for him in the world that makes it worth him existing and then as the ties between him and Sohui start to kind of you know get poison and rot I suppose 
what it does to Sonho is so sad and distressing. And realistically, I feel like he's constantly just trying to do the right thing until he, you know, completely gives up you know, during the course of the drama and just ends up doing all sorts of ridiculous things and trying to kill everyone or at least telling everyone he's going to kill them. He doesn't really do much about that. He just says it a lot. <laughs> um, but I really, really liked it. And I think, um, I guess in terms of writing in general, I think that particularly, I love the character of Sonho, but maybe even it's the friendship between Sohui and Sonho, but particularly on Sonho's side, where I feel like that friendship is is almost more of a lifeline than it is for Sohui. Like Sonho needs his best friend so badly that without that relationship in his life, I don't know what he is, or he doesn't know what he is anymore. Um, so it's just such a clever, yeah, just disintegration of their relationship and turning him into this really spiteful, destructive person. It's really clever. I really, really liked it. I feel like I'd even, I, I reckon I'd watch this drama again. Um, but I think that's all I'll say. I really, really loved Nam Sono and his whole character journey and downward spiral, I suppose, from uh, the 2019 drama, My Country. All right, so I think this is lucky last. Um, there's so many other characters I absolutely love, of course. I'm just talking about, I guess, some major, major characters that have made big indents into my heart that have been lasting or very impactive. Um, there is one sort of special mention. Um, it's from a drama I saw a long time ago that I would really like to rewatch. So I feel like I can't properly add it, but I'm not sure if anyone's seen the drama called Beautiful Gong Shim. Um, it's a 20 episode drama that came out in 2016. And the main female, like I guess the heroine in this drama, Gong Shim, played by um, a K-pop star called Mina, is fantastic. Like, I really want to rewatch it and talk about it properly because I feel like I can't fully remember, but I was so moved by this character. She is so, I don't even know how to describe it, sweet and downtrodden. And yet there's just something painfully familiar in the way that she is. Um, she's very filled with anxiety and anxious and I found her an unbelievably moving character. Um, it's a very sweet show. It's really quirky and strange and cute. Um, so I'm definitely, I hope, I hope that I'll rewatch it so I can talk about it properly. Um, so that wasn't my last uh, entry into my favorite characters, um, I guess, of all time or of all time up until now, including the dramas that I've seen. Um, and my last one is from the K-drama Weightlifting Fairy Kim Bok-ju, um, a 16 episode drama that came out in 2016. Um, so I watched it when it aired. I've seen it again since then. I'd like to watch it again. Um, I haven't done a full episode about it on the podcast yet, um, but I do plan to at some point. I'd really like to rewatch it first, just so it's really fresh in my mind. This drama for one, this drama is one of my favorite dramas of all time. It's a very special, beautiful drama. But, um, you know, how could you go past the character of Kim Bok-ju when you're talking about some of the best K-drama characters? This girl is lovable and so herself. 
that it is, again, inspiring to me, I suppose. Um, and I think it's such an interesting thing that they managed to make Kim bok or played by the, the wonderful actress, beautiful actress, Lee Sung-kyung, um, but they managed to make her so feel like she's so comfortable in her own skin at the same time as having this storyline about her trying to lose weight. But you never really feel like she's trying to change herself exactly. It's because like, you know, when she's around everyone else in her life, you never feel that she's embarrassed about the way she looks. It's almost like she has this funny idea in terms of dating about who you should be. But the rest of the time she feels so, seems so comfortable about who she is and so confident and I don't know, she really wears her heart on her sleeve too. Like she's got that earnestness about her that again, very inspiring. She says the things that she feels and she allows herself to feel the things that she feels. And if she feels embarrassed and needs to cry, she just does it. There's She's a really special character, a really charming character. And again, the kind of girl you'd be like, I'd be, I'd like to be friends with someone that cool, or maybe even more, I'd like to be more like someone that cool, like be brave enough to just feel the emotions you feel and admit, you know, (laughs) how you feel about these things. Um, I also, you know, not that that's what we're talking about, but I love the romance in this drama. It is, you know, one of those kind of bickering friendships, solid, solid friendship, respect kind of romances where everything builds from the best of places. Um, Overall, totally fantastic, cool drama. Um, but definitely Kim bok played by Lee Sung-kyung, is one of my favorite characters of all time. She is top notch. Uh, and I think that brings me to the end of my big character mission for episode 50. Um, obviously, there's a million more, but I'm not going to do that. And I'm thinking about maybe doing another kind of weird uh, episode for my first episode back um, in one month instead of doing like a full drama kind of um, overview, I think I'll I'll do something a bit more similar to this one, a bit weirder. (laughs) And then I'll head back into, you know, my full drama overviews after that. Um, So hopefully that'll give me some time to stock up on watching some more dramas to talk about. (laughs) All right. So I guess that's it from me um, in terms of my favorite characters. And I guess I'll just say again in like small print and footnote, um, you know, I know I've probably missed out a load of characters that as a listener, you know, might be your favorite characters that you might really, really, really love. And like I said, you know, it's such a personal taste thing, I think. Um, and that's why, you know, as I get more aware of that, I can see when writing, the writing of a character suits me very, very specifically. And I think anyone listening to this will see that there were some very specific character types <laughs> on this list. So I hope if your favorite characters didn't appear here, you can understand, like, we all love different things. And I think that's what makes the world really, really cool. Um, but please do feel free to contact me and tell me who your favorite characters are, because I would love to hear. Um, and you can do that, um, you know, via my website, I have a contact form, or if you sign up to my newsletter, you can reply to my newsletter emails, or I'm also on Instagram on Lee underscore Evie underscore rights. Um, and you can comment or message me there. I would really love to hear who your favorite characters are. 
I think it's a really interesting thing because I think a lot of favorite characters are usually also in favorite dramas, but sometimes they're not. And I'm just kind of interested. I always get very interested in what it is that, you know, specifically appeals to different people, I suppose. Um, because I think there's always going to be a few characters that are just, you know, so fantastic that everyone is going to notice them or love them. Um, like Gudong Mei from Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> um, other than that, you know, there's also going to be just these really specific types that I think suit other people. And of course, you know, favorite actors and actresses do come into that. They really do. Like as much as I talk about, you know, the way a character is written and the way that their character journey is written by a writer, obviously, if you absolutely adore an actor or actress and they're playing you know, a, a particular character that is totally going to sway you towards them. And I know it has for me in my list as well. I mean, like loads of my favorite actors and actresses appeared in this list. So we're all biased is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but please tell me your favorites. I would fucking love to know. Please, please do. 